It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Harness WA with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Hello and welcome. It's Friday, which means two things. Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657 in Gloucester Park tonight. And what a big card it is. Tell you what, the Pat Cranley Memorial, it's an absolute cracker, although magnificent storm. Probably the top raider over here has been scratched by Ray Williams, his trainer. I think just a precautionary measure with the heat today set to get to around that 38 degrees and uh, he'll go first up. Uh, well, the next run will be into the Retrovision Fremantle Cup in two weeks' time. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, tonight's field, I don't know how many other horses uh, are on the borderline to get in, but it's uh, pretty close to a cup field. So a great entree tonight into those cups races. And I'll tell you what, as we speak to Glenn Mortimer, the 18's back for you, Mortz, the Derby winner, the Golden Slipper winner, and of course, Major Martini uh, continues his form. You must be very excited with all the Group 1 winners of yours coming back. Yes, morning, Michael. Great to be here as always, particularly after a little freshen up last week. We just had uh, had seven days off just to yeah. sharpen up uh, <laughs> a little bit. Been a lot happening since our last show, and we look forward to... Ian Edwards, CEO of Rawa, joining us this morning just to give us a little bit more clarity around that. Big night's pacing as we count down to the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the WA Pacing Cup. Uh, And we'll be joined by Scott Bomberhill and, of course, the great man Hayden King will be along in some good form after his last lot of tips at uh, Albany. And, of course, some big news with the scratching of Magnificent Storm and... Yes, very pleased to see uh, the A-team back tonight, mate. Very happy indeed. So, And thank you very much for programming me races one, two, and four. That's great. <laughs> well, normally, normally it's normally eight, eight nine, and ten, but uh, one, two, and four. Yeah, so. once again, I had no input into that, but on, uh, they're Mike, looking man. after you. They must listen to the show, Morts. <laughs> they must, but uh, no, big show and looking forward to it. Uh, yep. All right. Yeah, as you said, we're going to uh, do the form preview and, and get all the tips as we go through. But the biggest issue, I think, uh, around at the moment uh, in life in general is is obviously uh, COVID-19 and the opening up day and also all the ramifications as we prepare for that. And racing um, is no different as far as the implications of that. Um, it was announced, obviously, this week that uh, you had to be double vaxxed to get into uh, venues, hospitality venues with a capacity over 500 which is every racetrack within this Perth and Peel region. And we'll talk about Gloucester Park in just just a moment. But uh, let's get some more clarity around the Rawa um, part of the deal. And we're uh, welcome, uh, time to welcome in the CEO of Rawa, Ian Edwards. How are you, Ian? Yeah, very well. Hi, uh, Michael. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, look, uh, Ian, it's a, it's a really um, uh, interesting time at the moment and there's plenty of things uh, going on and plenty of balls in the air. Um, I understand, Ra, we're in the process of, of finalising a, a vaccination policy for licence holders. 
Yeah, that's right. So we've had a, a period of consultation out with the various groups across the three codes of racing over the last couple of weeks. Um, all of that feedback came in earlier this week, um, and we'll take all of that into consideration and hopefully look to finalise um, a, a rule in the next week or so. It's an interesting situation at the moment with the racetracks with the patrons, because in the in the legislation, it took us a while to get that clarification around the the the, um, the the precise wording of it, but patrons have to be double vaxxed, but um, the, some of the staff and also the, the fraternity who are considered workers aren't vaxxed, uh, don't have to be uh, double vaccinated at the moment. So there's a little bit of a loophole there at the moment that's, that sits for racing. Uh, yeah, so you, you've hit the nail on the head, I think, with that summary. So what what the easiest way of getting to the, the point that we're trying to get to is to get a government mandate across the whole uh, of the racing industry, which it became clear probably a month or so ago that we weren't going to get. Um, and, and we are, in effect, as, as racing and wagering, trying to replicate what that mandate would have done. Um, so as you say, there's a few inconsistencies from a racing industry perspective in terms of government directions currently and one is the fact that every racetrack with a capacity of more than 500, uh, the patrons have to be vaccinated. And as you rightly say, that isn't the staff. It's only the, the punters on course, if you like. Um, but, but then there's another rule which says that any event of more than 1,000 people, everybody at that event, and now that's attendance rather than capacity, but all of those 1,000 people then have to be vaccinated. And that does include staff. And I think from our perspective, um, you simply can't run a racing industry and race clubs can't run venues on that kind of two-speed Why You can't have, you know, Gloucester Park on a Tuesday and Gloucester Park on a Friday being run in different ways. And I think it just isn't practical. Yeah, so one of the biggest uh, words, I guess, uh, in that conversation there is the word capacity. And uh, on Tuesday night at Gloucester Park, uh, people had to be double vaccinated and that's and, and that's really brought about by the fact that Gloucester Park has the capacity to hold 500. Is that correct, Ian? Yeah, that's right. So that, that's what we're dealing with at the moment is that it, it is um, clubs, which, which is almost all of our race clubs, right, as Michael said, um, any, any space that has a capacity of more than 500 or an occasional uh, license, which between the two of them actually capture virtually every race club, but it only applies to the patrons, the punters, if you like, not the licensed personnel. And uh, like tonight and at, uh, at, at Ascot, if, if trainers and strappers are double vaxxed, are they allowed to then mix with the general public uh, or are the general public allowed to go into the stall area if they are double vaxxed? Yeah, so under um, the, the current rules that we're working with with government, that's exactly right. So um, in truth, licensed personnel at this stage don't have to be vaccinated to go on course. They did for the Perth Cups. That was a one-off. Uh, they now don't. From the 5th of February, they, they will, if they're going on course, with more than a 1,000 other people, um, or almost for reasons of this very confusion. Um, uh, my view is that we need a very clear approach across the whole of the racing industry that effectively has everybody who walks in the gate being double vaccinated. That's the way that we can manage it the easiest. Well, that, that's interesting because like the, the fact that the 1,000 people triggers the double vax for everybody, in the next three weeks, we've got the... Fremantle Cup and also the Pacing Cup on the 4th of February, which means everyone on track that night will have to have, be double vaxxed because both those events will get well over a 1,000 people. So, And I would imagine Ascot would be in the same boat on a, on certain Saturdays, Ian. Well, yeah, you're right. And it's that, again, 
the, the directions as they're written at the moment don't really solve our problem for us because, as you point out, U- U.S. Gloucester Park would be managing differently depending on how many people you think are going to attend on a particular day. Um, and Ascot, as you say, Ascot on a Wednesday is very different from Ascot on a Saturday, but on a Saturday they'd be planning for more than 1,000 people. On Wednesday it's very unlikely um, that they would get that. And, and so it, it just isn't practical, I don't think, to run things in that kind of way, we need one approach that goes across all race clubs, uh, across all uh, the, the state, and includes everybody who walks in the door, whether you're a trainer, a jockey, or a punter. All right, and and you think the that you'll be able to release this policy uh, or the the proposal in the next uh, next week, early next week? Is that is that the timeline? Yeah, all, all being well, I think that that's the plan. Yeah, we've had it out for consultation with uh, a number of industry bodies for um, the last two weeks, and that the window for feedback closed earlier this week. Uh, so we've now pulled all of that together. We need to run it past the Rawa board. Uh, we also need to run it past uh, the government for a final approval from their perspective. And all of that may well take a few days, but all being well, it would be good to get something out next week. And I should say on that, that we would look to have an effective date that aligns with government. So we're looking at that um, 5th of Feb okay. date, and therefore by bringing something out next week, we've still got a few weeks for those who need a second vaccination, perhaps to make sure they're all good for the 5th of Feb. And Ian, can I ask, how did Perth Cup, day go, because that was the first uh, venue and first time that everybody, including um, jockeys, owners, trainers, everybody, patrons, had to be double-vaxxed? Yeah, that's right, uh, Glenn. That obviously took place on the, the 1st of Jan last week, so it was quite a privilege, I think, for the racing industry to be chosen as the pilot, and uh, I would like to think that is some reflection on the way in which we have been able to manage COVID for the last 18 months. I think we've led the way in terms of the protocols that we've had in place and the compliance that we've been able to um, enforce and that the industry's worked with Rawa really well through that period. Um, so it was nice to be given the opportunity to be the test case. And uh, I must say that things ran very well. And in credit to uh, Perth Racing, they uh, found out about it only shortly before the Premier's announcement on that Monday morning. So had, in effect, four days to turn around all of the, the, the protocols that they needed to make the day work. And I was there, and I must say it worked very well from people um, coming in through the gate. There were no long lines. There was no um, issues with people coming in. People were sitting down when they way they needed to in terms of consuming the food and uh, alcohol. And uh, as they were moving around, they had their masks on exactly as they should have. So from my perspective, I think it ran uh, very well. And it's nice to see that reflected in the government's approach, which is to uh, effectively take that concept and repeat it now across all large events. All right, Ian, uh, thanks for your time uh, this morning and uh, no doubt that uh, over the next few weeks we'll obviously see that policy and, and have it implemented uh, going forward to the opening date of uh, WA, which is set for the uh, 5th of February. So um, hopefully that uh, we've, we've got everything in place by then, but uh, it's much appreciated for your time and get some more clarity around, around the issue. That's fine, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on, Michael and uh, Glenn. Cheers, all the best. Thank you. Ian Edwards there, the CEO of uh, Racing and Wagering. And I'll tell you what, it's, it is very complicated. I can tell you, Mort, it was announced Monday with no <laughs> notification. Um, and then you sort of, we're still sort of trying to work out who was swept up into w- what we had to do as a race club uh, going forward. And, and obviously, w- we came under the, the capacity of 500 and um, had to make those those plans. And on Pinjarra's in that as well, Harness mm-hmm. Racing Club. So 
from Monday, you've got to be double vaxxed to be a patron. Um, and there's certain criteria of um, the the fraternity who are un, unvaccinated racing at the the venue can't mix with the the general public. And but could could somebody uh, like ourselves walk down to the stall if tonight? you're if you're eligible. So if yeah. you're if you're an owner and you get a stall pass, you can still go in. So th- that hasn't changed. It's just getting back into the general public. So need to be double vaxxed. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. to to get into certain areas of the venue, you need to be double vaxxed rather than keeping. You know, um, yeah, very difficult. To, yeah, the the, to the vaccinated people out of the stalls. It's the other way around. Yeah, and and how did Tuesday go? Yeah, fairly well. There was no real uh, issues with it. I think everyone understands that it, <laughs> it's the law or it's a mandate that yeah. you've got to follow. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there was there was too many issues that I got told. There was I think there was two people that sort of wanted to remonstrate their ways will be yeah. their um, their choice, but. Actually, were both double vaxxed and showed their double vax and walked through. And so, walked through. So, so it was it was a, it was a bit strange that they wanted to sort of argue the case, even though they're both double vaccinated. Could, they could have saved them. And, and could have saved through. themselves the grief and just well, and, and also the staff. And <laughs> we're just doing a job. And that's what we hope happens is that uh, you know as this is implemented, we just need to be mindful. The people on the gate are doing their job. Yeah. Um, they need to abide by the rules, or else you're going to be opening the wallet to pay a big fine if people, uh, you know, uh, aren't doing yeah. the right thing and, and come through. So we just all need to do the right thing. And when you th- reflect on racing the last two years, we've been extremely lucky as an industry that we were able to continue to race week after week after week. Uh, you know, whilst retail stores and, and other, you know, businesses were closed down, we were able to continue to to race our horses and, and you know, win stake money and all these sorts of things that we love doing. Sure, we weren't able to be there sometimes and see them, but we've all got a TV. And if you don't, get down the wretched. Yeah, we've got plenty on sale. <laughs> but uh, we've been very lucky as an industry, Michael. Yeah, no, we, we sure have. And and, and that, that brings me to uh, our sponsor before we go on to the next part, Mortz, is uh, Loans123. Car loans, debt consolidations, personal finance. Who do you see? The great man, Steve Sell, the nude nut. Yes, and uh, he you can contact him at loans123.com.au. And honestly, Morris, if he can't help you. There is no hope for you, Michael. None whatsoever. No. But, but And sadly for, for um, the nude nut is yeah. that after our last uh, show, we didn't need him because no. <laughs> uh, Bomber you know, filled the TAB account and, and Hayden put a few in as well. So uh, yeah, we didn't, was, know, didn't need to go and see Steve. But it was a good Christmas. It was a great Christmas. But he, he is a good man, Steve Sell, and he can get you sorted. All right. Mortz. Uh, more, uh, me. Now, you had a bit of homework to do last time, Michael. Did I? Um, I didn't I'm, actually do it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I, had few, I had a few things on. I'm actually guessing you didn't. But, no, I had uh, a few things on. No, I forgot we about just it. just asking how you're allowed to train one horse and yeah. get dry. I will, I will, I will, I will yeah, find that out. That would be good. So, uh, yeah. don't really have much for... How did... Happy with the fast filly last week? Uh, yes. Yeah. Although I thought she's she still learning how to race, so... <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I thought she. I thought she went well. She, the, the once again finished in front of Hayden's tip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought uh, the horse on the outside was being driven yep. like Chicago Bull, but anyway, um, she fought. <laughs> she fought back and uh, ran fourth, yeah, which fourth. was very was good. good. Now, importantly, the Retrovision WA uh, Retrovision Fremantle Cup and yes. the WA Pacing Cup. Yes. The fields, Michael. There's yes. A couple. We look at tonight's race. Which, yep. is a, which is an outstanding race, the Pat Cranley Memorial Group 2, uh, free for all. And you look at that field there now. So Magnificent Storm will come out. Yep. So Babyface Adder will take its it, place. It goes in. 
So just a, a, a bit of a look at horses that, you know, on the, on the cusp. Yep. Um, so Galactic Star. Yep. He's, you know, he's, he's racing. Yep. Um, yeah. he, he's got to be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, last year's winner, Volton Tin. Yes, he's got to be in the mix. I'd, I'd, I'm, he'd sort of be out of my 12 at the moment, yep. but um, he's racing tonight, so that gives him his chance to, to force his way through with a, with a win. He would need he would need to win or yes. run an exceptional race to uh, be, con- but he he is last year's winner, so uh, he must, well, it, it carries, he must be it, in the mix. It carries a bit of weight being last year's winner, um, but I, I think he's I think he's on the edge though. Yep, um, a baby face adder for our our man Cody. Um, he would need to uh, if he wins the night. If he wins the night, he goes straight tonight, in, Cody. But, but we will certainly be uh, hoping for that. The other one on the uh, Hampton Banner didn't probably help his cause last. He is a free for all winner. Yeah, he didn't help. He's his not. Cause in, he's last not week. in for mine. He had sat on the leader's back last week, and yeah, no, unfortunately, uh, yeah. didn't didn't do so well. So the makeup of the field outside of what we see there tonight probably won't be a great deal difference. Just those one or two questionable spots, which are always there, and that then comes down to discretion? Yeah, well, it does. And that's, I mean, they tried to formulate a thing, but I mean, they, I think they ran a simulation of who will get in. It was just not, not a great field. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, th- that's the big problem coming up with a adequate rules to get in. So, but if you've got guidelines on group two wins, group one wins, prize money, that sort of stuff, that's, that's you know, the way to go. There's always got to be questions around the last three or four. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, you look at... Perfect major. He was a. He won quite a few free for alls. Yep. A while in the back. winter. His yep. recent forms just been average. Yep. So horses like that probably yep. deserve a start based on what they've done. Yep. But if you look at what they've been doing in the last three or four starts, it probably tends Ma- to be major martini. Is he pushing under the cups? No. No. So no. he's he's not in the discussion. Oh, he wouldn't get a start. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned a start. Uh, even though if you look at um, his form is great, but. If, if, he, if he won well tonight, like if he just brained them? Uh, he would have to brain them. And with Papernick in the field, yeah, yeah. that's going to be a very uh, big – but you would think he would struggle. Uh, unfortunately, his eighth in the free-for-all probably didn't help his cause. But uh, good news, he's only a five-year-old, so he's uh, he's got plenty of racing left in front of him. But yeah. I wouldn't think he would get a start. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, should be an interesting race. Now – Importantly for our listeners, Magnificent Storm scratched tonight yep. means he can't butter up before I the... I would have thought so. No, no he's got to go straight in the Fremantle Cup, I think. Straight in the Fremantle Cup, so it's going to be three weeks in. Yeah, yeah. And I know they were trying to get him... But tell you what, last week was a gut buster. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like it, it was a gut buster. He was... It, it, and and in, in, in warm conditions and whatever else, so... Um, I, you know, I don't know whether it's going to affect him too much. He seems like he's... He seems like he's a... Uh, a horse that doesn't, you know, he, yeah. he can just turn up and he's and he's the real deal. A big run by Diego in that race too. Yeah, Diego was a, a good run. So he's another one that's probably on the precipice of of getting in a pacing cup. Yeah, look, I would think um, I would think he's just got to run a re- he's just got to run a reasonable race tonight, and he's yeah. in. The mares. A... What, what do you do with the mares? Uh, Bell Catherine. Bell Catherine. Savvy Bromac. Uh, Savvy Bromac. No. Yeah. Uh, Bell Catherine, yes. Okay. Um, Wild West, Bletchley Park, yeah, interesting. Uh, of course, you've got, as we said, we've got Galactic Star to come back, so uh, I'm sure the running camel will have his uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that he gets to start somewhere. But it 
when when there's that much debate about who's going to get in, yeah, just sets it up for what's going to be an absolutely cracking race. Yeah, we were we were going well for time, but we've blown it. <laughs> we've blown. That's okay. But we've got a special. Um, We've got a special uh, video to play now that's all audio. And I tell you what, I've heard some of these things, Mort's, where they're um, uh, they're mic'd up in between races and and some of them are okay. Uh, But this one that we've seen uh, during the week, this Micker and um, uh, retweeted from uh, Track Chat uh, New Zealand is Zach Butcher. And tell you oh, what, he's, he's, a, he's got a lot of personality, Zach. He's not just a great driver. Uh, and I'll tell you what, go and see if you can find it. It's the, the Track Chat um, New Zealand. It's uh, mic'd up with uh, Zachary Butchery, uh, Butcher. Uh, and let's have a, a little listen to, um, to Zach. Uh, we've, we've cut a little bit out. You can go and actually watch the whole lot, and it's great to actually watch it on, on the video. Uh, but here's, here's – and we've thrown in the whole race. But here's Zach Butcher mic'd up uh, at uh, Addington um, during the week. Welcome, this is Cyclone Lucky Linda. Good chance in this. Drawing the three pole, I've just got to get it to trot, which can be a real struggle for me sometimes. Some would say I have heavy hands, but we'll see how we get on. That's Danny yelling, he's always yelling at us, old Danny. So yeah, there's a few to watch for on this. I've got me at favorite, but it's not gonna be easy. There's a couple of nice ones in there off the 20 metres, Raymiston Muscle, Emma Frost, Terry's been going super, his old super fast and ninja. So maybe let's just, if we can get the front, press on. We're just going to make sure I try that first bit. Next time round, this is where the heart starts being a little bit quicker because you're like, am I going to gallop or am I going to trot? What am I going to do? She'll look after me, surely. Come on, darlings. Sometimes I sing, actually. I sing to, like, cool the nerves. So if I start singing mid-race, you'll know why. Square Gators face up to our starter, Frank Phelan, down there at the Lone Star start point, 2,200 metres. Hydroflow handicap. Uh, come on, big girl. That's a good girl. Rightio, we've stepped away. This can be a little bit slow early, so we'll just, we'll just take it easy. Oh, we've all oh, no, he's galloping. Oh, no, what's going on? You're right, big girl. Good girl. You're okay. You're okay. I'm just going to go with her. Don't want to touch the mouth. Just get around this first bend. Good girl, baby. You're right. Oh, we've got, we're going to have to do a bit of work to get round here. They've left me three wide. What are the chances? Come on, darling. Oh, I've got to get three wide again. Yes. <laughs> we'll park now. And Dylan Ferguson's in front, and he's got the bat out. He does not look like he wants to hand. Unlucky Zachary. So we'll just sit out here like she's dead set, like loose rainer. She's just a sweetheart. We've got the trotting going though, so that's good. We'll just, we'll mosey. She had to sit park last time and she went good. Don't see any cover coming. Got dad to the inside of me, on the liaison. It's actually been racing all right. Rolling along a bit here. Dylan's keeping us on it. Oh, we've got cover. Super fast ninja. Thank you. You're a man, Johnny. Just a park though, bro. Yeah, just a park. No, don't hand up, Dylan. Oh, what? Stop with me here. 
Tables for Any chance? They're in their final circuit here now. Over still here, Cyclone Lucky Linda here. Get into the final 800 now. He's going to cruise out here. We don't want to be doing too much. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. Now, super fast ninja is jogging. Come on, darling. What do you got left in the tank, sweetie? She's had to do a tough thing. She's had to sit back. Come, babe. Come on, babe. She's still got a little bit left there. Come on. Pull the hood now, see what we've got. Come, babe. Come, babe. She's still coming, the big girl. Come on. Come, babe. Come, babe. Yep. Yep. Come on. Well, I don't know where we ran. That was a close finish. I don't think we won, though. Bugger! You're listening to Talking Harness WA with Morton and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.